this is sort of turned out to be like a demonetization x ktm moment for us um i don't know if you sort of like spoke to chris recently but what has happened is a lot of the customers that we were sort of speaking to they were looking at us as a as an efficiency driver of sorts right if you're a bank you want to give out loans um we could do it you know 100x 1000x as fast as you know most of these humans could um but as this covid situation developed none of those i mean they don't have any feet on the street yeah. right they still have to give out loans right they still i mean banks are still functional right but with right. about 10% of their staff how would they go about doing their business so we right. became we actually went from being a an efficiency driver to an essential service hey guys this is varun bumidi welcome to this episode of stars and startups today we chat with bala menon of kawa space Elon Musk launched a visionary mission in the May of 2019 to create something called Starlink as part of SpaceX. SpaceX had uh, launched a set of 60 satellites out of a planned 12,000 into low earth orbit. Musk's vision for satellites uh, was simple to provide high speed internet service to those places laying fiber optic cables that is not geographically or economically viable. The opportunity provided by space especially in low earth orbit is large and an exciting opportunity. With India alone having over 300 companies focused on this space, Kava is one of the latest entrants in that lot and believes that eventually satellite data will get commoditized and there would be a point where the cost would tend towards zero. Kava is said to be working on a service that would make it extremely easy to work with satellite data. and uh, wants to offer a platform that require very little technical knowledge for clients to get started we get a little technical in this episode with bala where he shares the opportunity in the space of space and what kava is building we jump directly into this conversation with bala what excited you guys um, to to say hey i think we need to stake our claim in space the origin story is quite interesting right so i think uh, 2018 december if i'm not mistaken it was the 3rd or the 8th um, i'm not not too sure about the date but um, is when uh, you know chris and his team ended up launching uh, india's first privately built satellite it was an ssoa mission uh, which is sort of like a ride share mission on uh, on the SpaceX Falcon 9 um it was pretty impossible to do uh, given the fact that india did not have a space policy there were a bunch of policy hurdles and you know i mean the policy did not exist right um manufacturing as a as a uh, in the private industry pretty much was non existent uh, there were a couple of early players they you know but uh, commercially you know no one had sort of tried to do that and um, it started off as a fund and uh, you know they they said you know if we can sort of fund our own sort of uh, space company why not they did that launched it and uh, at that time in 2018 uh, you know dear friend and i we uh, we were doing something in health tech so we had com- founded a company called uh, colatnamet uh, and i was sort of like helping out um uh, and you know um we we were to sort of build it together right um and we did a couple of early implementations and uh, you know uh, figure out things etc and 
in um, and Chris and I have sort of known each other for almost a decade now, right? So we've been sort of speaking for a while. Um, I think towards the end of eighteen, um, I sort of decided that uh, you know uh, health tech as a as a domain does not sort of interest me long term. Uh, I mean, it was interesting as a as a construct, but like you know, it does not sort of interest me uh, as something that I want to build, you know, for uh, for a very long time. And uh, you know, in March I got married, uh, 2019, right? So and we sort of planned our own wedding and things like that, and uh, it was it was fairly rushed. Uh, we couldn't do a lot of things uh, right, but we we had fun, right? So. So between December and uh, and March, uh, you know, I told Chris that you know what, I had to sort of get this done, which is like a major milestone in my life. And then, not uh, so thank you. Uh, you know, same for you. But <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, that happened, and uh, you know, Chris started getting a lot of Chris got a lot of calls from people in the industry, all wanting a satellite. Right, because suddenly um, he became the poster boy for uh, for private space missions, and all the private companies, everyone wanted a space because space uh, mission and uh, and satellites, because you know that that was the final frontier for them, right? Um, and uh, I came in uh, in May, uh, and like formally uh, in May, and uh, you know we started sort of thinking about all the Customers who have reached out, and you know what's what's happening generally in the industry, etc. And we realized that the what customers were really asking for were not satellites, right? Not the not solution, uh, the hardware bit. They're looking for uh, specific outcomes to their business, right? Which only satellites could solve. Um, this meant, you know, uh, monitoring large. Areas of land, early warning systems, and uh, hyperspectral imagery, and uh, things like that. Right. Um, so we went back to some of our early customers, uh, and uh, we had an open chat with them, and we said, you know, you would probably end up spending about, you know, two to three million dollars per satellite. You need a couple of those satellites. Instead of that, uh, a few of those satellites. Uh, instead of that, would it be okay? If we sort of gave you uh, the outcome itself, right? One of the uh, early customers that we were uh, in talks with uh, along similar lines was a large bank, and they had a very specific problem around dispersal of loans. They, I mean, typically a, a loan process would look like about ten people involved in the entire process. They would first go survey the land. Uh, they would get something called a sadbara document. Um, and uh, all of it was very manually uh, intensive, right? So people had to go out to the field. Uh, you had um, everyone from valuers and uh, you know government approved uh, people from the taluk and the, the village office, sort of you know taking a survey of the land to measure what is the perimeter of the land, what the area of the land is. Uh, there were title deeds uh, which established. Uh, ownership and ownership structures. Uh, again, the valuers came in. You had to get a valuation report. It created something called a Sadbara document, just specific to the Maharashtra. Um, you know, and 
the the bank officials would visit these places and get a sense of you know what they're growing and you know they they had some internal models which they used to say that if you're going maize uh, and you know it doesn't look like you sort of watered your plants uh, or your crops in a in a couple of days then it meant that you know you're a lazy farmer uh, but it also meant that you you could never pay back the the loan that you're sort of taking so they had these sort of tribal knowledge distilled into excel sheets which they sort of used for uh, for that this also meant meant that the uh, the addressable area uh, for each bank was about 50 kilometers in all sides of that right so the radius uh, that they could serve was about 50 kilometers from each branch right and that was fairly restricting so if you were a bank you needed to have more and more branches for you to sort of do do these loans um uh, if they ever had a digital dream of doing anything digitally this was not the way to go right because the increasing the addressable area also meant increasing the number of uh, branches it also meant hiring more people putting more processes in place even more sort of back end jobs and you know data reconciliation and things like that so at a at a group level um you know when the when the banks sort of thought of that uh they obviously sort of liked our idea that you know we could sort of help out in in sort of getting those outcomes to them rather than talking about satellites right what um, was the like how are they going to run it like even if you gave them a satellite uh, wouldn't you need like a large team and and other yeah, exactly. to to run that uh, because that's uh, i would imagine then kava would be just a hardware play and there's yeah. nothing more so you're just an oem you create the satellite like yeah here. so we we started there no correct right i mean you're absolutely right we we started there and uh, you know we very quickly realized that you know some of the things that they'll need even if they did have the satellite was uh, you needed an entire post launch management team uh, you needed ground stations you needed a way to sort of get all that data normalize it you typically do something called auto rectification before you sort of analyze the uh, process and analyze the images um you also needed a team that understood um these right and these were skill sets which were tangential to the business right these were not core skill sets that a bank would typically hire so um setting up a team then you probably needed like a like a bunch of data science folks who understand satellite imagery and analysis of it these are phd's um who have subject matter expertise in in agriculture in infrastructure etc um that they 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 the sort of wish to serve and has you know additional peripheral experience of uh, working with satellite images so all in all uh, as a as a business you're looking at having hardware a uh, hardware's typical sort of uh, shelf life is between 5 and 9 years right so you probably pay about 2 to 3 million dollars launch a satellite there's a post launch management fee which is your opex of running the the satellite itself which is your right. mission management team your hmm. correct you you have that you have your uh, your ground station you have probably like you know a uh, a control team that sort of like does some things and then you you know you have to pay for uh the bandwidth consumed from the ground station to to your data centers then there's a processing fee uh processing cost the cost of processing all that data if you own your own data centers fine but like most of them don't um you also need to set up your own internal infrastructure for for data delivery and uh, 
you know you have to build your own platform for analysis at scale uh, probably you build one application first and then the next application will probably take uh, months or even years to build and uh, you know there were alternatives right i mean we, we were not saying so, that so know, was... there seems to be a lot of things uh, that would dissuade a large company even small company from doing this company, from doing, doing this, this right? right and uh, yeah Th- there seem to be so many steps uh, involved in having this up yeah. and running for uh, the outcome I- i'm sure you know delta on their existing processes would result in a certain value that they would you know derive uh, yeah. yeah but how how did they make the math work to say or or were they going to again squeeze you on cost and say no 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 send this up we'll you know our amc should be lower something like that because i i would imagine so god's honest truth right uh, i understand right i think you know those were some of our discussions and you know we were equally brain fried at that time and uh, you know god's honest truth is that they didn't know right i mean the people responsible for this essentially had to allocate some capital from the company um, and uh, space sounded cool i mean if if i had a chance of investing in like a you know like a real estate uh, sort of opportunity versus space um, and the chairman of the company had to sort of go and you know speak in a public uh, forum it sounded cool to say that we invest in space right i mean it, it definitely uh, sort of gets you a couple of you know uh, respected looks and uh, and you know people clap at your jokes and things like that uh, so i mean it a lot of it was not thought through but i think companies were pretty much okay because you know they had 50 60000 employees or even more um, and you know getting getting another 50 people did not mean much for them right and uh, it 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 did not sort of in the larger scheme of things uh, for a company with a loan book of a couple of 1000 uh, crores um, you know did not did not worry about spending a couple of crores on like personnel and like you know the operations of it if it sort of improved the efficiency and efficacy of the business long term um so you guys you see that you guys get getting these requests at that time and you we started getting a lot of requests and uh, you know we we also sort of researched uh if we could reuse satellites for some reason right i mean reuse in the sense not in the sense that you know the satellite goes up and comes down just like spacex does but in the sense that traditionally satellites were not built for uh for reusability right so they were built for uh, a very single for a single application which meant that if satellites need to take pictures they'll keep taking pictures you couldn't sort of change the way it sort of processes it and you know takes so uh, it has one function request it had one function and it was also very uh, you know built for efficiency in only one dimension right so if you, if you were running an earth observation mission then you know it's it's built for earth observation and specifically for a certain kind of earth observation uh, in certain areas uh, your orbits were fixed so you couldn't sort of like change much i mean for everything that i'm saying right now there had been exceptions right i mean you know there had been research projects there had been ex- exceptions people had done various things and you know reprogrammable satellites and things like that um so we we actually sort of went back to the uh, to the drawing board and said you know what if we can make smarter satellites uh with very little overheads and then we could instead of giving the satellite itself um you know 
built to print we would uh, we would actually sort of have uh, you know a single satellite which will be owned and operated by kava give it to customers and customers can share that right because one customer does not need uh, the entire duty cycle of a satellite right uh, we could probably sort of like pool in multiple customers right and then we could sort of do that and we'll so it's an api service it's an api service and you know we would have a platform which would sort of serve all these requests and things like that right uh we we built out the uh, the the earliest sort of versions of that and we we did a lot of r and d on on procurement and things like that parallelly uh, you know just because we we wanted to sort of um be sure about you know where we sort of actually end up sort of going with this um we we started developing software got it right so and we said um, uh, one thing that i'm a little uh, curious about is that you know in, in the case of a hardware play um yeah. obviously the capital is coming from someone else right correct uh, in a typical api play which seems like what you guys are currently doing um it's like aws right where aws is is investing in the infrastructure and then they give you the api so they're taking on the upfront cost in return for say being able to divide that cost over time amongst various people for them to access uh, how do yeah. you guys make that math to work uh, because i would imagine that you have to deploy a certain number of satellites uh, you know to to get yeah. that so after having all these interactions and like you know doing our own experiments we uh, we actually wrote a thesis so we actually have an internal thesis and uh, you know and we went ahead and raised uh, a seed round uh, funding from uh, a couple of really really good uh, people from in the startup ecosystem yeah from investors and <laughs> um what uh, what 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 our thesis sort of said uh, you know the the abstracted version of it is that uh, first we realized that there's already a lot of satellite operators out there right so there are planet labs there's digital globe there's airbus there's uh, a bunch of other private mem- uh, you know uh, companies out there all owning and operating satellites for earth observation there are a bunch more for communication terrestrial communication uh, you know um, backhaul uh, things like that which uh, which which exists at the moment and uh, what we realized was eventually satellite data will get commoditized right what that uh, what that also means is as that happens right the cost of satellite data would also tend to zero because the real value of uh, of satellites you know got replaced by satellite data and then that satellite data will get replaced by what you can sort of derive out of that um and uh, which meant that you know if we needn't have our own satellites for us to sort of provide value to our customers right now right i mean we didn't have to we didn't have to sort of like wait until we sort of finished all our r&d and build the satellites and you know it's hard right i mean building building hardware especially uh, space qualified hardware launching it it's also expensive um so that was one right so we we definitely sort of knew that the 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 data space the satellite data space was getting commoditized data itself was getting commoditized and the price of it was sort of plummeting very very fast secondly the 
you know a satellite itself was getting unbundled right so uh, from from a manufacturing standpoint uh, you would have uh, you had companies which did uh, satellite buses so all you had to do was build uh the the specific payloads that you wanted so let's say you wanted to do something like ais or pick up adsp signals then you only want you you only had to sort of build the uh the payloads for that uh you know the satellite as such uh with the communication systems and you know their uh, adcs and you know all of that was actually sort of pre-built uh and you could sort of buy off the shelf right um which meant that satellites itself would get unbundled and uh, you know you would you would have specific people sort of building very very specific uh, payloads for these satellites going further i think uh, a lot of lot of companies would sort of build very uh, specialized constellations so there are constellations that do only ais there are constellations that provide iot connectivity for uh, for iot sensors on earth uh, there are constellations that do sar Uh, so you have all these highly specialized constellations that that would come up and eventually they would have to monetize right because you know they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on uh, on infrastructure they would have to sort of you know monetize that uh, over a period of time which meant that you know they had to sort of sell it somewhere right and someone had to consume it at scale um and two things happened right two things happened because of this there were already uh, satellite operators like planet who had vertically um, focused solutions so planet had a dashboard for uh, for agriculture which would give you agricultural characteristics right so it will tell you you know how dry your land is and you know if you had to sort of water your crops things like that uh, they had a solution for for maritime and you know things like that which were very vertically focused Yeah, I mean, Planet has been around for uh, quite a while. For a very and, long time, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I think they're probably one of the most prominent players in this space. And correct. Uh, correct. But are they were they said are they selling it as a as a dashboard as a service as a data service? So they currently have a couple of products. So Planet Scope is one of them, which sort of gives you uh, archived imagery uh, from their uh, medium resolution satellites called Dubs. um which is about 3 meter gsd uh resolution with a very high temporal frequency of approximately once a day uh which is quite good and uh, it's uh, it's well priced so you know even a even a regular enterprise could sort of like buy that data uh but you know you never know what to do with the data right i mean you you buy the data how would you sort of process it and like you know, do all of that it's still a, a chore um there are high resolution players i mean even planet has a high resolution um uh, satellite constellation called skysat uh which does about 72 cm uh gsd resolution data um but the leaders in the the entire uh, you know game is digital globe and they do 30 cm data but they are also cast right so you have to tell the satellite that you know what i need to sort of image this particular area there are minimum guarant the, the the minimum area requirements etc which meant that you have to do at least 25 to 50 kilometers in a single go uh, each kilometer uh, costs a certain amount of money it's really expensive right, right? and and you're so only you could not you're only going to get uh, headshots or like you know 
you get head shots you can also yeah. sort of like you know like you know do off nadder uh, sort of shots things like that but uh, yeah pretty much that right and you know at 30 cm you can see a lot of things i mean you could you could read uh, markings on the road uh, and if you had to do that on a on a daily basis that was really expensive right sure. i mean typically you you're talking about uh 2 3000 dollars um and you know if you had to do that on a daily basis i mean normal companies can't afford it governments can which is why about 60 to 70% of their customer base uh is still the government and the military right because you know they they sort of have bulk volume discounts and things like that and uh, they pay a huge portion of their uh, fee up front so just coming back and, to the question uh, uh quickly bala so we were talking about um you know the number of satellites you may have to deploy to yeah. to offer this service so i how are you guys solving that are you guys now plugging into some of these players and then you know rationalizing that data uh, and and kind of keeping it completely asset light so the reason why you know i wanted to sort of spend a little bit of time explaining you know what what actually happened is because you know that sets the context of that question right because you know it's a it's a a it's not a straight answer right and you know i'm going to apologize for that and uh, second it's not something that we uh, we are explicitly sort of like you know uh, sort of putting out at this moment so uh, to cut the long story short uh, what we are uh, doing is that you know we have uh, our satellite data partners at the moment uh, we get data from them uh, we have access to about 172 satellites uh, to date we will be sort of increasing the uh, increasing that number as sort of days go uh, you know days and weeks go by and uh, we have standardized all of this on a platform right and so uh, we, so you're using satellites and constellations based on the use cases that your clients want so then you don't basically go and you know sign up uh, services that are not necessary at the moment correct uh we are also bringing price visibility to the mix right currently you know if you have an outcome to to achieve there is no way for you to estimate how much it's going to cost right because you have a data cost and the data cost will also vary based on uh if there are clouds and you know if there are if the if the if the headshot like you said was taken uh at a perfect 90 degree zero degrees or like you know up to 30 degrees etc also it sort of varies from place to place can that imaging happen uh is there bandwidth uh, available uh if there is a tasking slot available when is it available etc right um on top of that you need uh, processing algorithms or machine learning models which can which can run on top of that uh before that you also need to uh sort of auto rectify the image and uh, you know process it uh in a in a certain certain way before you can get any insights from it so what we have done is uh we partnered up with uh, a lot of these guys uh we will be announcing uh something to do with on the space system side very soon uh you'll be the first to know but uh, yeah we'll be we'll be sort of announcing that where uh, we're doing something for for the space segment uh, as well but uh, as far as customers are concerned we have organized all of that we brought in price uh, visibility to them we've also sort of created a uh, an ecosystem of sorts of 
uh, of processing algorithms and, and apps, etc., which can sort of process this. And uh, so, how you know what, what kind of use cases are are people looking at? I mean, because uh, typically, what I would imagine, like uh, say Zapier or any of these players. You know, they tell you what you can do, right? Because um, typically, when you say you can do this connection to that connection, uh, it's easier to show, uh, say, a recipe book, right? You're saying this is how you would function. I would imagine space is a subject where a lot of players are not accustomed to using, so they may not understand what a use case would look like. So, um, yeah. how do how? how should people look at this space in general, right? Because I think there is a need for uh, education to say, hey, this is how you use it. So we wanted to, I think that's that's one of the things that we personally encountered, right? I mean, uh, when we, we started sort of looking at uh, this in general, we had the same internet. We also had the same tools that, you know, people, people have and they sort of start off uh, with uh, space and uh, sort of generally looking at the application space uh, in this. If you, even if you are a fairly accomplished developer, um, if you go to traditional marketplaces that exist today that allow you to create programs and access space imagery uh, through an API and you know through Jupyter notebooks and things like that, uh, the interface doesn't matter the process is still complicated, right? There are marketplace models at the moment where you can sort of drag and drop apps, um, you know, sort of create workflows where you say, I need image from this satellite, I need, uh, you know, this particular sort of algorithm, I need this particular um, sort of processing block or sort, and then, you know, this is the output that I need, this is my area of interest, things like that, right? That presupposes that you know anything to do with satellites that you know anything to do with like you know advanced or the physics uh it also anything to do with um you know how uh how images work and you know how how pixels work and what are uh, you know what are what are rasters and things like that right a regular developer uh or even a fairly accomplished developer working uh in in a company uh would find it hard to set it up right i mean you you have very steep learning curve for that. And, uh, you know, it's non-standard. So a satellite data is pretty non-standard. There are a bunch of factors affecting it. Um, processing of it is extremely non-standard, right? I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, one size fits all. You can sort of, you know, create a single um, processing model and it will work across all the use cases, et cetera. Um, also the apps, uh, not apps, like the processing blocks or models that it's been built uh, for space has been around uh, large vertically, uh, like vertical solutions or like, you know, even for niche sort of use cases, but it's not really sort of gone to solve real business issues. What I'm trying to say is we realized that very early on and uh, we decided to sort of standardize um, and organize uh, images uh, and uh, and data. Uh, we also sort of standardize the the way the processing happens, and uh, we wanted businesses to sort of look at. Um, uh, we wanted businesses to sort of look at, uh, you know, this as an input mechanism, right? We didn't. So want, it's we one did not data point. 
it's a data point it's a data point it's a data, it's a data point. point and yeah it's a data point and we want uh, the business to sort of get an outcome right they they're after an outcome which in most cases means that you know you you leverage not only satellite data but you also leverage other kinds of data for ground truthing for uh, for referencing things like that and uh, you know um, so we sort of bring it all together uh, right. we make it available for for processing the the processing happens but the the larger point here is that you know we want to uh, not just sort of look at specific use cases which is sort of hap- which has been the case with the with the existing industry so far with the space industry so far we want to uh, support as many use cases as possible so you know for as far as businesses are concerned this is this is an extension uh, to data that they currently can use actionable data that they can use just you know like how you have it's actually a shame right varun because you know you worked in the uh, in industries that actually give you uh, actionable intelligence uh, for data which is sort of produced and consumed in, inside an organization right whether it's um, whether it's marketing intelligence whether it's sort of conversions whether it's payments things like that right and and there are tools that exist uh, for uh, for sort of processing and analyzing all that data nothing exists i mean there are factors affecting a business which is also outside the scope of data that they produce right i mean there are data that that sort of is 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 passive um which has them with planning and uh, and sort of running of their business uh there's no one sort of like there's not like i mean there's no mix panel for for real world events right there's no uh there's no transaction processing or fraud detection uh for real world uh, scenarios uh and we thought you know we should probably make one but instead of sort of replicating our efforts uh, in each of those use cases we wanted a uh, you know like a like a standardized framework around which you can actually support multiple use cases right so the mental model that you know we are we are actually pushing for is that um we are the easiest way that this businesses can sort of consume satellites can use satellites in today's world right and that means that uh, you know we will sort of announce it very very soon but the um uh, currently we are doing like you know closed door tests and uh, you know early uh, uh early previews and things like that uh and uh, onboarding our first customers uh, the early set of customers not first i think early set of customers um but so are these customers paying for um, you know these uh, pilots uh, are they you know actively they're all they're all paid pilots and paid pocs uh, okay. and uh, you know we are uh, we are priced as any other sort of software platform and $15 uh, a month what that means no no we not i mean again right i mean that's that that is pricing that we've not sort of like you know put out uh, as of right now publicly but uh, yeah i think privately we can discuss that and i'd love to sort of show you this um so um, you know just on that topic um, you know what what does the indian landscape look like there's uh, obviously a lot of uh, in the last year or two there has been a lot of activity um, in space tech as such um yeah. there's obviously you know your investor um, one of your investors special uh, invest uh, has 
yeah. especially <laughs> with an E. Um, they have an affinity towards uh, you know backing startups in the space, and they're obviously yeah. going after different use cases. Uh, some are creating a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, a lot of the founders <coughs> come from that space. Uh, like you know, they're working on this research. Are they all going after um, you know hardware? Uh, when and very few are software. Not really. Not really. There is there is a healthy mix of uh, of startups doing very very innovative things. Uh, we have uh, um, you know we, we have rocket companies uh, building building rockets. We have private uh, players building satellites. Um, you know uh, as a you know on demand. We have uh, there are a bunch of companies doing data analytics and processing. There are uh, companies building specific uh, sort of, um, you know, subsystems for, uh, for communications, for imaging, things like that. So I think uh, we definitely have a potential for, for growth in that, uh, you know, in here. It's also very new, right? I think the, the private space industry is extremely new. We were always limited to sort of like research, uh, which was, um, you know, which is which has never been sort of looked with the, you know, from the uh, from the lens of commercial viability uh, for a very very long time, uh, and rightly so, right? Because you know you you have um, you have ISRO, which is mostly positioned as a. Uh, mostly positioned as a, uh, as a research organization. Uh, and they've been more than helpful in, uh, in sort of setting up uh, like a lot of grooming talent. Yes. I think there's a, there's access to a lot of talent uh, from ISRO. Uh, there's also access to a lot of uh, sort of mentorship of sorts uh, from them. There's DRDO, uh, the the Department of Space is now coming up with a with a space policy. They're working on a space policy bill. Uh, they've been they've been mostly collaborative uh, with the ecosystem so far. Uh, but we have a very long way to go, man. How did two tech entrepreneurs end up getting into space? Uh, I mean, of course, Elon Musk says, uh, you know, he learned space tech by reading a, a book. Um, yeah. How did you guys end up uh, uh, in space? I mean, my understanding is that you both don't come from uh, a traditional research, uh, space research background or any of that. Uh, yeah. What's the, the secret? This is certainly not our first company, right? I mean, you, you know of uh, some of the other things that you sort of done. Uh, and... Uh, Chris got in. I mean, the the reality is that Chris got into space uh, in a in a big way. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, and uh, it turned out okay. Right? This is it when he was uh, creating the fund. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, and then the and the satellite happened, and I think uh, the the rest is history, right? And you know, and then we we started looking at. I think. Uh, he started getting a lot of calls from 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 uh, from industry folks for manufacturing of satellites and things like that. And then we sat down and said that you know what I think it's probably if you want to build a company, we should probably build one which should be our last company. But 
we feel that you know space is mostly neglected uh from it's it's never i mean it's never been built in a way that uh sort of reflects uh the the kind of uh work that is happening to to sort of standardize and uh, and uh, and do things especially on the demand side uh you know and uh, so you're yeah. saying you can actually build uh you know first movers can build good enough moat a strong enough moat um yeah is it is it primarily because you're a first mover uh because you've created a lot of those uh, pipelines and and you know built you know dug those trenches so that you know a lot of people uh, would have a harder time uh, or or is it because you have the data play which basically becomes more exciting over time because you already have all these data uh, that has been indexed and and crunched uh, that you know a lot of new entrants you know i mean they don't like your new customers need not uh, have the advantage of already having this information uh, when they start and not having to wait for it uh, what you know does it does it create a, a moat at all so we built this for ourselves i mean i've been a developer since i was 12 i was coding since i was 12 and uh, i found it extremely hard uh personally to sort of use uh data from space either to sort of like uh requisite it to process it etc it just is super complicated right and uh, there's also a learning curve uh, in the sense that you know you have to read up about all of these things and uh, and you know if i'm a if i'm a business person i think any good tool should not segregate between uh you know the the skill level required for that tool to be accessible right um so if you have a developer only tool that's understandable but if you're building a tool which had to be consumed by a business um then you know and the primary users of that is a business user then the business user should be able to use it without you know any hand holding from from their tech or it teams right and we started with that because you know we wanted to build a product that we could use to make our life our lives more easier you know much easier and uh, today we are able to do that right you know at this stage where you are supporting you know ease of use and and you know having a lot of people sign up uh, yeah are you supporting you know are you going to be able to support hundreds of pilots like you know if if sure. say for example uh, you know we put out on on our podcast say hey you can sign up for waitlist and you know get access to apis from space uh would they be able to do that now and can you support we are actually we are actually much more than spaces? apis mm. we are actually much more than apis okay. right and you know we we've actually sort of gone one step further from apis and uh yeah so so if they want data uh, at apis from space <laughs> so um we are not selling data so you know the thing is right i mean just just sort of like set the right context we are not selling data from space we are selling uh we are just sort of making it easy for people to use satellites right and the intelligence that it gives we we want to give end outcomes to to our customers right and uh, it's an extremely simple way to do that if if any of this sounds interesting you can sort of like reach out to missions@tower.space and then you know we can chat further but uh, you know as i said you know we have we have uh, privileged access at the moment we're just sort of like giving out to uh, very few people and uh, 
you know ex- just just customers early customers etc no because um, um, there are but, a few, lot of founders that i have spoken to um, you know where they make uh, they you know at least they've uh, candidly said when they started off they made the mistake of uh, entertaining any customer right and any and all customer because it takes a lot of effort to set up systems to get things going of course over time you simplify onboarding you simplify you know certain processes you've worked with a lot more clients and different segments for you to be able to handle uh, those kind of cases so it's a very uh, interesting take yeah so like for example i um, personally for me i think uh, you know i was very um i really wanted different kinds of customers to sort of get started with a platform without having to without having for us to sort of do any um you know any customization at our end right we right. truly wanted to be uh, a productized solution right and is that uh, you know the question that comes up right now is do you have any rules in space because you know because can you do everything right uh, i know i know that this is beyond the dgca control etc because it goes in a space but uh, and and i think you'll be surprised really... there is no hmm. no you'll be surprised there are and uh, like for instance uh, india has these remote sensing sort of guidelines uh, which says that any company uh, foreign or otherwise if they have to sort of image uh, anything in the indian territory uh, under 1 meter would require an explicit consent uh from isro or related agencies right uh you also have to sort of adhere with uh the laws of the land stuff like you know you can't image sensitive areas like you know military cantonments and rashtrapati bhavan and things like that um so is the onus on you then as a service provider now it is it is right it is uh, i think it's very important that we prioritize the things that we do especially from a product development standpoint uh, that you know we uh, we sort of prioritize what we do and do it well uh, early on and uh, it 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 also has a lot of repercussions on the kind of customers that we can onboard and the use cases that we can sort of like go with and uh, you know what their initial experience is and things like that so, so there's obviously a lot that we can discuss and you know but i think uh, i think a lot of people who probably stuck around until this moment are wondering like hey this is a new uh, completely new industry or segment um that yeah. they probably never worked in before they probably yeah. uh, you know uh, marketing digital marketing they're probably doing you know different things uh, in their world what kind of roles do you guys hire for i'm guessing these are more technical in nature uh, more uh, so to speak and and what kind of people are you guys looking to bring on board uh, so if somebody wants yeah. to you know uh, is interested um, i'm sure they can you know search you guys out we are hiring uh, we typically hire across uh, software engineering um, pms uh, distributed computing uh, sres uh, devops etc we we are also 
constantly looking for um, folks who sort of worked in telecommunications like RF, uh, embedded systems engineers, and people like that. Um, yeah, as of right now, that's uh, that's what our focus is. So it's but, Bala uh, at Kava.space? Bala at Kava.space. Uh, if you write to missions at Kava.space, it actually sort of like routes to the right person within the team. So nice. I think it's probably best if you write to missions, M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S at Kava.space. I'll, I'll leave uh, some of those links uh, wherever I make these sure. shows. Um, sure. Hey, Bala, thanks so much for your time. It's been, it's been wonderful talking Pleasure. about space. Um, and, and thanks for making Pleasure. it a little bit more exciting. Uh, you know, I, I know it's not Pleasure. all Star Trek I... and Star Wars. Uh, there's you know, going to be a chew, Chewbacca. Uh, it's blood, sweat, and tears, man. I think at the end of the day, it is you know, it is it is a lot of work. Uh, but thank awesome. you so much for having me, man. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Stars and Startups with me, Varun Gumidi. We are at the end of the tenth episode with Bala Menon. And uh, just a reminder: don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter on stars.substack.com if that's not where you're listening to this episode. And do share the episode with your friends as well. Uh, They might enjoy it. And that's the only way that we're going to get more people to listen to these amazing stories about Indian entrepreneurs and, of course, the exciting stuff that's happening in the Indian startup ecosystem. Okay, I will see you on the next episode.